Hi, everyone. Thank you for watching the Reframing Eye Care podcast. I am your host, Dr. Maria Sampalis. I have Dr. Lori Lesser from Bailey Nelson with us today, and we're going to be talking about why we need to lead by example. Thank you, Lori, for coming on the podcast and, and sharing your advice and, and your passion for eye care. Thank you, Maria. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. In recent news, the CEO of Starbucks stated that he'll be working in stores one day a month as a barista. This type of leadership um, is, is important, I think. And the style leadership is where they model the behavior and of what your team, what you want your team members to be. When you lead by example, you push your team members forward for excellence and you demonstrate that excellence. In the Facebook group, I posted a poll and I asked the question, do you think that executives should work in stores? 66% of ODs said yes. So I wanted to have you on the podcast because I know that you work in the stores as an eye care uh, executive for Bailey Nelson. And tell us why you think that's important. I think it's very important, especially if you believe in uh, servant leadership to really understand what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis in locations, to understand that changes that we make, how they impact the store teams is extremely important. And um, it's basically in the DNA of Billy Nelson because Nick and Pete, the two co-founders of the company, they started off selling the frames on Bondi Beach Market. So they've always had their hands in pretty much every part and aspect of the company, even though the company is now over, you know, a hundred stores, you know, Nick is in a store every single week. He always, you know, takes the store manager out for breakfast or coffee, spends the day in the store, watches what's going on, sees what can be done to improve things. And, you know, that's even part of our core values. So we're tight knit down to earth and constantly improving. And so if you're in the stores and you see ways that you can help improve things and make it a better experience for your store teams, that's amazing. And, you know, tight knit, you know, just always feeling like you're part of the team and obviously down to earth. If you feel like you're too above things to practice, you know, optometry as an executive, then you're not going to be able to connect with your doctors the way you can if you're actually someone who sees patients. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, we unfortunately, when I over the years, I have not seen, you know, executives in stores for longer than an hour, two hours, and they come maybe once every few months. And I feel like some of them, unfortunately, are out of touch um, for what we're dealing with as optometrists every day. So I feel like you work in store, you work in a store, right? You see patients. And so you know, so you can bring that back to, to Nick or another VP or, you know, and, and, and be able to bring good insight to what the doctors are feeling every day, right? Especially since COVID, like things have changed dramatically. Oh, definitely, definitely. And it's not, it's obviously not just me. I mean, I practice in British Columbia. I also practice in Ontario. I like sort of that sort of float life to an extent that I can see how things work in different locations with different patient bases. Um, but the eye care director in Australia, he works every single Saturday in his practice in uh, there and then our entire support office team uh, helps out in the stores especially like during um, the holiday season where maybe some of the store teams need time off with their family um, 
we've sent the entire support offices, the entire executive team, the entire, you know, um, finance team, marketing team. We had, you know, the IT manager who's usually in the stores to, you know, get the internet running and he's, you know, helping to, you know, sell glasses to people. And it's not just like, um, you know, just, just a, a show because we actually take everyone in the support office through training of like how to do things in the store. So you're not a hindrance and not causing the people who work there to have more work because now there's this executive standing around. Um, so they go through everything from, uh, you know, cleaning and planograms and, uh, you know, organizing the backstop uh, stock and answering phones and checking in customers, um, you know, styling, helping people pick out frames. They, they keep them away from like things like adjusting and measuring because they don't, you know, they want to make sure the patient still has um, the best experience possible. And, you know, we hire from within um, in most cases. And so a lot of the people who are in, you know, the support office now started off in stores. So, you know, two thirds of our people departments in, um, in British Columbia or in, in Canada are from the stores. Um, the head of uh, retail started off as a store manager. Like, all of these people who now work in executive roles could jump in at any time and help out in a store because that's where they started from. And people see that in the stores, right? They see that they promote from within, right? And they don't keep them boxed in a position and and, and bring from with outside the company. So people want to work harder, right? And they see that it's a collaborative environment. You have during busy times of the year, you know, operations coming in and helping. I mean, that just brings up the culture, right? And and the people stay, people are happy to be affiliated when they feel like they're part of something. And it's, it's, everyone's coming together to work to a common goal. You know, when, when talking directly to staff and customers, I think is, is vital to understanding all levels of the organization. How has that helped you as a leader understand? And how has that helped operations and the CEO understand the organization better? I think it's it's very easy to get disconnected from the day-to-day in the stores. And if you're not going into the stores on a regular basis, it's very easy to lose touch. And I've seen that in other companies where, you know, the eye care director hasn't seen a patient in, you know, 20 years or isn't licensed the practice in the country that they're an eye care director in. And I think it does make a difference. I think it makes a difference for the doctors who you work with, who you lead, who you're trying to support, because you can say, yeah, you know, I've done this when I'm in the store. This works for me. Have you tried that? Um, Do you have this problem? You know, sometimes something will happen in a store. Say, like, what do you do when this what do you do if this happens in your store? Because I'd like to learn from you because you're in the store every day and I might be in the store, you know, once a week. And those things are all important. And, and all the store teams, the, the regional managers, you know, the head of retail, the VP of operations, they all come from the stores. They all know what it's like and they still go in and they're always happy to hear feedback. We just had um, like an engagement survey and like over 75% of or 78% of uh, people who work in the stores are very happy. They enjoy what they're doing. They feel that they're getting the support they need. And that, that makes a really big difference. Um, And we just constantly try to improve that. Of course. Now, what if someone gives you negative feedback and say, hey, Lori, you're giving me these protocols. I don't like it. Are the doctors reprimanded? What is the culture like? Are are, are you taking that feedback and and going back to leadership and trying to make changes to make it better? 
and, and finding it that, hey, there's something we're doing wrong. We need to change. Or are these managers being reprimanded, doctors being reprimanded for, you know, standing up and saying what they want to say? No, I mean, that's that's not where I come from. I <laughs> I, I always have an opinion on everything and, and I like doctors who are willing to do the same. And um, I have doctors who've made, you know, forms like, hey, you know, I, I'm tired of having, you know, me explain why there's an ex- additional charge for a contact lens fit. And then at the end of the exam, the patient getting upset. So they created like a form about like, this is what in, in a contact lens exam entails. This is why there's an additional charge for it. Like anything we can do to improve we always appreciate it if it's, you know, um, I'd like to control the bookings um, during a Saturday so I can get more revenue, you know, patients through so I can make more money on the weekends. You know, we we listen to those things. We try to find ways to, uh, you know, work things out better that's going to help everyone. Um, store managers are, it's always an open door policy with the regional managers, with the head of retail. There's always someone to talk to. Um, I think probably a good chunk of, you know, the company probably has Nick's personal phone, you know, and you can, you can text them. It might be the middle of the night in Australia, but um, he's always very available and Pete is great. And I mean, we were on a um, global sales call yesterday and we're moving one of our biggest stores to a bigger location. And Pete, who's the other co-founder, he's doing a little video tour with his phone while we're all on. Like everyone's still very excited about everything that happens in the stores. And it's great to see. That's great. You know, one thing that I thought of, too, was when you have executives in the store, the narrative, your narrative, your business narrative is not um, told by the regional manager, not told by the store manager. You know, a lot of these executives are very smart, very intuitive. They can see who works hard, who does that. So sometimes if you had, you know, unfortunately, there is some of that culture that, you know, you want to move up and your moving up is based on the regional manager's decision because they report back. Now imagine having the CEO work in the store with you one day a month or, you know, maybe a couple times a year, they can get direct um, experience or direct reflection from you too. Right. So there is opportunities to really like promote yourself, you know, because I find that sometimes, unfortunately, some things are political and, that where you have that rock star that just is waiting to explode out there and and, and, ha- and make a difference in, in the company, but there is somebody holding them back, unfortunately. So I think that's one of the good reasons, too, to get store leaders in the store as well. Um, the other thing what I wanted to talk about was, you know, you set the protocols, right? So you're working in stores. Now, you know, if you tell doctors they got to see, you know, three, four patients an hour, they got to do telemedicine. I mean, you practice what you preach, right? Are you, are you doing, are you, how many patients are you seeing? What are you telling your doctors? How, how has that, you know, helped with, you know, your relationship with the, the doctors and the company? Well, I think it's always very important. I'm going to, I'm going to go backwards a second though. Like that whole f- thing you were talking about, like, you know, some regional manager may not want someone to, you know, rise to a higher level. That I honestly have never seen that happen at Bailey Nelson. It's amazing, like, just the fact that we hire people who are so, you know, tight-knit and down-to-earth that, that if there's none of this, you know, kissing up and backstabbing and stuff that that is so prevalent, you know, in other companies. Um, but back to, back to your question. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that you have to lead by example. And I've always said this, that, like I would never ask an optometrist to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Um, I'm not going to put someone's license in jeopardy. I'm not going to um, make someone feel so rushed that they're concerned that they miss things. Um, most of our doctors see two patients an hour. Our doctors are subleases or associates, and they do make their money from exam fees. So it's kind of uh, very incentivizing to maybe see more than two patients an hour. So uh, some doctors, at least part of the week, do 20-minute testing. When I'm in stores now, I do 20-minute testing. But it's not like um, other companies where like everything becomes a 20-minute test. The booking system is set. So if it's someone over 65, it's immediately a 30-minute test. If it's contact lens exam, it's immediately a 30-minute test. So it's only like, you know, young, healthy patients who you don't expect to have a lot of problems. And most of the doctors who do 20 minute testing, they do it for a few hours a day versus, you know, for the full eight day, eight hours. Um, so once again, it gives the doctors the ability to make more money um, without burning themselves out, without having to work six days a week, without, you know, doing other things people do to make more money. So when I'm in stores, I do 20 minute testing to see like, how feasible is this? Is this something where I still have time to educate my patients, where I still have time to go out and talk to the optician and say, this is Mrs. Jones. She really needs, you know, a pair of reading glasses and a distance pair of glasses because she can't work progressives or whatever the story is. I want to have that ability to have the time to really connect with my patients. I want to have the ability to really connect the patient to the store team so they can have the experience they need. And so I can make sure then my patient is getting what they need um, versus, you know, trying to sell. It's really just about what, what we need to do to make sure that this person gets the best vision possible. Um, remote testing, we are working on our own system for that. Um, I have now given a couple of remote exams because once again, if I do it and I don't feel comfortable with it, I change things in it. Um, we had a virtual reality visual field that uh, was doing visual acuities for us, and I found that I didn't trust the accuracy of the visual acuities, so now I'm doing the visual acuities myself with the patient on the little screen. Um, you know, so it's always about constant improvement. It's always about like, hey, I would not ask you to do this unless I was comfortable with it. Um, when I first started, uh, the company had already started uh, investigating an outside source for remote testing, and I really didn't like um, what tests were being done prior to them seeing the doctor. I didn't feel it was thorough enough. So when we got back into remote testing, I made sure that there were more tests to make sure that the doctors would feel comfortable doing things from a remote standpoint. So it's always about constantly improving. It's always about doing things that I feel comfortable with as a practitioner, as someone who's practiced for 30 years, that we can make sure that the patient's going to have a good experience, that the doctor's going to be comfortable. And that goes to how many patients they're seeing an hour, to remote testing, to anything else that comes down the track as optometry continues to grow um, with the use of you know, new technology. And you still work Saturdays. And if, if, if you want someone to work December 31st, Sunday, you're in there too, correct? Oh, yeah. I spent um, the whatever, if you want to call it insurance week or boxing week or whatever, that, uh, you know, uh, December 26th to the 31st, I, I flew to Ontario. I worked in one of the busiest stores in the company um, the entire week, seeing patients, um, you know, until I flew back home. And, and I have no qualms doing that. 
Um, I work, sometimes I work weekends, sometimes I work, you know, um, during the week. It really just depends what the need is. Um, as I said, my colleague, my uh, counterpart in Australia, who you've had on the on your show before, yes. the other the other Lori, um, he works every Saturday. Um, yeah. So you know, we're not asking people to do things that we don't do ourselves. No, that's great. You know, I, I know in corporate there is a big um, is a big um, you know focus on week fifty two. Right. And, and Saturday coverage being so important. We never have any executives in during week 52. We never have anyone in on Saturday to really see what the business is like to maybe help guys. But, but also to understand what we feel, how we do and how we cope seeing this high volume of patients. So I think I think that's great that Bailey Nelson does that. Do you feel by leading by example has helped with higher retention of staff and ODs? I really think it does make a difference. Um it's, it's funny because I have, um, you know, I, I do recruiting events for some of the schools. And if it's a school that some of my doctors have gone to, I'll have them on like the, uh, the, the virtual meet as well. And I, w- I did one call recently and, and two of the four doctors I had on said, you know, I talked to Lori and I was pretty sure that what she was saying was too good to be true. And then I came here and it was actually true. And it's like, such a good feeling to feel like what I'm doing, how I'm supporting the doctors really is making a difference. And I had dinner with a bunch of doctors in Toronto um, last week, and a lot of them had experiences, you know, maybe all of them had been practice maybe five years or less, but they all had experiences where they worked somewhere where they started to, you know, maybe second guess why they became an optometrist. And they came and started working with us and they're like, you know, it's such a difference. I'm so happy. I can't imagine ever working anywhere else. And, and I think that speaks to just the culture and values in the stores. Yeah. You know, one of the other, you know, when I did the poll in the group, um, one of the items was um, they can't handle working in the stores and 28% voted on that. What are your thoughts on that data? To me, it was pretty alarming that, you know, ODs thought that executives can't handle working in stores. Well, I think that it's probably a very um, American skewed uh, um, poll. And there are a lot of companies in the U.S. where people are seeing four to six patients an hour. And I think that those 28% might be right, that if you took someone who hasn't practiced in a decade and you put them in the store and expect them to see, you know, six patients an hour, that they wouldn't survive, you know. So, so they may have a point. It's a little different here in Canada. Um, most doctors, the most I've ever heard of any doctor seeing here um, in a in a corporate setting is about four patients an hour, and and those are the doctors who are like, I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. So, um, once again, like, if you're not able to do it yourself, you shouldn't be asking other people to do it. Yeah. And the way that I took it was that, that leadership in, in corporations should take it back and reevaluate some of the leadership positions to make sure that they are what they say they are and that they keep up with the latest trends and are comfortable with what's going on in stores, too. Because if the doctors don't trust you, they're not going to stay in the company. They're going to go somewhere else. That's how I took it too. And they, they don't, I think the most important part of a leadership role is to make sure that the people that you serve respect you and follow your vision. 
And if they don't trust you that you could do what you you know want us to do, um, I, I I think it's just not good for the organization in general. So. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I love the fact that this is something, it's not just on the optometry side, but the entire, you know, executive team spends a lot of time in stores. And it's not just like, hey, hi, how are you? And then, you know, off to the next one. It's really a big difference um, that they'll actually help out or learn to help out. And, you know, to have, um, you know, a bunch of accountants trying to sell glasses, just, just imagine that in your head. But, you know, it's the, the fact that they're so enthusiastic um, and they really want to be part of what happens in the store or for like the marketing team where they have these great ideas and posters and then they get to actually physically be in a store and say, oh, this actually is working or or what can we do to make this better? And it, it's just a great team environment and um, it makes bailing also very special and it's a really good place to work, you know, as an optometrist, as a licensed optician, as you know, someone who's just looking for a change in retail. Yeah, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And, you know, showing us leading by example and hopefully what Bailey Nelson does will inspire other corporate opticals to do the same and make some changes within their organizations as well. And hopefully make better work environments for optometrists and OTs. Thank you very much, Maria.